Welcome to Hearts and Minds. This is Maura Cassidy. Um, this week, I'd love to um, welcome Jennifer Kyo, who's our guest for our podcast this week. Um, Jennifer is a mother of six, and in her spare time, she's very passionate about the topic of communication between couples. And one of her latest talks or seminars that she's been giving nationwide is on the topic of five love languages, largely based on the book, I gather, by Gary Chapman. So you're very welcome, Jennifer. Well, thank you. And thank you for making the time to come along to, to our podcast today. And um, first thing is, um, how did you hear about this five love languages? Okay, well, how I heard about the love languages was in my own kitchen, believe it or not. <laughs> Very, uh, you know, unglamorous sort of spot. Um, so when I, I have six children and most of them are kind of older and they're in college and so on, but you can imagine the amount of laundry that's in our house. So while I'm doing laundry or making dinner or just basically doing stuff around the house, I, lo- I love to listen to podcasts or to, you know, some interesting thing, a history or something. And I came upon um, on YouTube one day a, um, a video where was a video it was like a talk on the five love languages and I'd heard about it before and I, I knew it was popular and that people liked it and so on and I said oh this uh, I, I listened to this now was I think it was four and a half hours or something wow. and not too not too much of a time investment and as I listened um to it it was actually Gary Chapman who was giving the talk you know and he's a lovely lovely accent and all very listenable and um it just struck me I said this is so true. It's very, it's really obvious when he says all these things. And um, when you hear something that is true, it rings true, mm. you know. So obviously I, I continued listening and I said, oh, that's me and that's uh, my husband and that's this, you know. And um, so, I, that, so I started reading up a bit more about it and looked up the different websites and so on and the different quizzes you can do, which you can print off and so on. And I just thought this is so simple. It's so doable. Anybody, it's not like a big method or a, a thing. It's just a part of understanding hu- humans, you know, understanding the other person. So whether it's your spouse or whether it's your child or, you know, people in your workplace, like it's not necessarily a, a marriage, you know, a marriage tool, even though mm-hmm. it, it definitely can be, you know, implemented that way. But it's just a way of understanding the other person, you know, and when you understand somebody, you'll automatically make changes yourself and how you how you deal with that person. And it makes it easy. Brilliant. And Jennifer, he does make the point in his book, and I know we've talked before this podcast, the difference between falling in love and being in love. Um, and I, I just think that's a fascinating one, because I think sometimes people can think, oh, we're not in love anymore. Um, and, and I think you'd, 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 you'd disagree with that. Yeah. So he, this was interesting to me when, when I heard it, that the average time of that whirly, you know, butterflies in the tummy and the, the honeymoon the, you, period, you, yeah, kind of. the honeymoon period, the kind of that euphoric feeling of in love, the average length of time that that lasts is two years or less. And quite often then then you move into a different phase of love which is a more mature and it's more deep but it's also more intentional so this is where the love languages kicks can kick in um you know so he what, what Gary Chapman was mentioned in his book was about that couples can think oh now I don't feel this anymore so I'm not in love the marriage is, is in is in trouble but 
understanding the love languages. So it's like that there's a kind of a, so you use an analogy of um, like a tank or a bank account. Mm -hmm. And a bank account, as we all know, can become quite depleted Mm. as kind of tank, a petrol tank and so on. And if it becomes completely depleted, well, you're all non-functional, you know, so you're, you run out of petrol, your car will not go, you know. So, so the same as people, if you have, have this kind of emotional love bank that, um, if it's full, so it's like love in order to, in order to be able to give love, you know, if you feel loved, it's easier to give love and it's easier to be demonstrative in that love. Whereas if you feel not loved, um, it can be harder, you know, and you can become more unable to kind of, mm. you know, grow in the marriage or grow in the relationship or, you know, and you can hit problems with your child, your spouse, people in your work, you know. So, but then it's it's not like we're all clones and if you do this for every human, they'll all feel loved, you know, that way. That we are, everybody's individual and we feel, we we have different ways of of needing love to be shown to us in order to feel loved. So he kind of categorized it and, you know, very simple. And I actually think quite often, you know, in in anything, sometimes simple things are actually Mm. the truest and they're the ones that are the most effective. Um, So basically that this idea of the love language is that there's five basic love languages. So, and we each speak our own Within, within that language, you, you speak a dialect, you know, so we're not just, oh, this is my love language and I'm like a robot and this is what mm. I have to. So, you know, we all have variations, uh, variations mm. like dialects, you know. So, um, and these are, so there's five. Um, so the first one, no, not in any particular order. So there's a words of affirmation, which is like compliments and praise and the actual verb, ver, verbalizing, you know, the... They, what you like about people, gifts, physical touch, acts of service and quality time. So if you have, say somebody's love language is quality time and you have a spouse who doesn't realize this um, and he could, um, he or she or could, whoever it is, could um be giving you flowers, coming in every day with a nice diamond or tickets to Paris or, um, you know, here's a mm-hmm. beautiful box of chocolates and we're going to go out for a dinner now and, you know, here's a golden credit card or whatever. But your love language isn't gifts. Your love language is acts of service. And you have a little baby that needs a bath and needs to be put into bed and you have laundry that is sitting there that hasn't been folded and needs to be put away or needs to be dried and you have to make dinner or you your petrol tank is empty and you don't like getting petrol or whatever a a trip to Paris might be nice but it's not going to make that person feel loved if their love language is not gifts if their love language is um acts of service acts of service Mm, so mm. if the husband comes in and saying and, and instead says I'm going to take the baby now and um, while give you a chance to kind of catch up, I'll take the baby, give it a bath and get it all ready for bed. Or I'm going to hang out this or give, where's your keys? I'm going to go and get petrol for your car. She will now feel loved because that is the language that she can hear. Mm-hmm. You know, so and, you need to know your other yes, half. So yes, you need to exactly. learn it. Yeah. Now, the, you've mentioned the five there. The ones that strike me as ones that 
might need a bit more unpacking or could be misunderstood are the gifts. Yes. Because um, that could sound like, yeah, I'm just trying to buy your love, you know, so yeah. the more gifts I give you, you know, you're like a little poodle almost, another bow for that, you know, or yeah. whatever. And then the other one, the physical touch one. Okay. Um, so what, 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 what's, what, what are those two languages about? Okay. So what, yes, you are right. So the ones like words of affirmation is, is, is self-explanatory. Yes. That people yeah, yeah, yeah. like, everybody loves receiving compliments, but the person whose love language is words of affirmation. So, you know, you come in and say, I love you. And they say, oh, well, what do you love about me? You know, and mm. they want more explanation, you know, so they need to hear the, you know, the, the actual compliments are, and sometimes out of the blue acts of service, same thing. And, um, what was the other one? Quality time, you know, mm-hmm. so, but gifts, you can say, it seems like a superficial sort of way that you need, that you need to feel mm-hmm. loved, but, and it sounds like, oh, I shouldn't encourage materialism or it's not a Christian thing to, you know, mm. people have a Christian worldview that you shouldn't be kind of looking for things. Mm. But that isn't a thing. Of course, obviously, you can give give things and you can give diamonds and so on. But that isn't what the love language actually means. What it means is that somebody who has this love language feels loved, not by what the thing is or how much it costs, but that the person thought of them. Okay. to get it. So, for example, I have a daughter. You know, there's little quizzes. You can go online and find the quizzes and print them off a few pages and they're great fun to fill out, you know, and find out. Um, but I have one one daughter and I wasn't quite sure what her... And it turned out that hers was gifts. And, but, so, the next time I was in the shop, I was saying, oh, I'll buy her a little thing now because a gift. And it was something like a bar or something. So it cost less than a euro. And I came home and I f- found her and I said, I've got a little present. Her face just lit up. And it, I mean, the thing cost so little. It was less mm. than a euro. And it was like stars were coming out of her face. She was so happy. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank you very much. And so it's not what you give. But they gift itself. It could be that... Yeah. Um, you found, you know, you know, the person likes drawing or something like that, or they're interested in nature and you are going along and you find an unusual feather or a really nice leaf or something. You say, oh, look what I found. And I really thought you might like it, you know, or so it's, it, it doesn't have to cost anything. It's you a know? thoughtfulness. Yeah, it's, it's that you, okay. you did it. And equally, if somebody has a love language to their greatest hurt will be when that love language is. So for someone... um for example, okay, my love language is not gifts. I really couldn't care. Well, I mean, I do like getting them, but it wouldn't be my my main love language. But for somebody whose love language is gifts, if you miss their birthday hmm. or you miss, you know, you miss their um, or Valentine's Day or an anniversary, that is going to be... V- that is going to be more hurtful for that person than it would be for someone who who is not their love language. Okay, now that's know, really so, interesting because yeah. you do hear a lot of couples saying, you know, he's forgotten my birthday again or I'm going to have to remind you of my anniversary and it's become like a bone of contention. Yes. So what would you say to somebody in that situation? Like, do they need to remind him? I that almost. <laughs> well, apart from love language, you know, you do hear this every year, but you forgot my anniversary. And I say, okay, you're a big girl now. <laughs> you're an adult you know your anniversary is coming up, you know for the last 10 years he has forgotten. <laughs> How about you might mention it the day before and say, don't forget it's our anniversary now. And, you know, it actually means something to me that you would get me something. Or Mother's Day, um, for example, a even though you're not your husband's mother, um, that it, a, it is important for a mother to be acknowledged. Mm. So you say to your husband, 
it's Mother's Day. I think it's important that you go and get those children to get me a thing because mm. mother needs to be honoured. You know, mm. not me as, you know, me myself, but the actual person of mother needs to be honoured and I need you to get the children to do that, mm. you know, and to nurture that in them. You know, so no harm in reminding the forgetful person about birthdays and things. And you, you do know. love, you do really appreciate it. Like if you're not the, you know, a bit forgetful as, or as you say, if yeah. it's not your love, love language, you do really appreciate it when somebody else kind of bails you out. You exactly, know, or reminds you, yeah. yeah, or, yeah so or tell 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 one of your siblings or his sibling to, to remind him, you know, because of course he's going, going to want to be happy, you know, that you're happy and you know, rather than he's embarrassed on your birthday and he's only your members, you know, so. And can I ask as well, just for example, if somebody feels, you know, um, I think you you made the point before when we were talking that um, there is a difference in the early years of when somebody falls in love or even in a friendship, you know, when you're getting to know somebody, you, you know, you just think they're great, you know, and it's all about how great that person is. Whereas, when the honeymoon period ends in, in say, in a, in a relationship, um, it steps more into the space of what that other person's not doing for me, you know, mm-hmm. so he doesn't love me, he doesn't. So I think, I suppose, how do you, love really is a choice, would mm-hmm. you agree, or mm-hmm. is it a feeling? Okay, I'll just, I'll connect this question to the last one, because yes. I, I, I realised that I kind of rambled on a bit about the gifts and didn't mention the physical touch. So I'll I'll, I'll show yeah, this yeah. now. I'll answer this question through the thing about physical touch. A physical touch is the other one that can be misinterpreted. And a lot of men, you know, they say, oh, that's my one, you know, and that's definitely my love language is the physical, you know, demonstration of love. Um, and the thing is, that isn't, it's not, it's not, the sexual, uh, physical okay. thing that that what it what it means in the love language sense, although that can be part of it certainly mm-hmm. in marriage, um, but that if if um, it's things like when you were small, you know, how did you like to feel loved? You know, did you like to receive a gift or did you like a cuddle and so on? Um, and um, what makes you feel so? A man came in to to this guy, the, the the author of the book, and said, "Oh, this is definitely my love language. You know, it's definitely physical, and it's really important to me. And my other one is um, a words of affirmation." So he said to him, "Well, okay, let's wait a minute, and I, I'll ask you, um, what would you, if your wife, you know, was very physical, demonstrative with you, and very generous in that in that area, would, but wasn't." nice to you or, you know, kind of made jokes about you in front of people, you know, it's kind of people think it's banter, but it's actually just hurtful comments. Would you still be as interested in Mm. the physical side? And he said, oh, no, I'd be so hurt. And, you know, he says, well, actually, then your love language isn't physical. Your love language is the is the words of affirmation. affirmation. Mm. Um, But equally, you know, so somebody's and so if we understand now that love language is actually the physical touch in as a things like a little back scratch or a hug or holding hands or a little kiss when you're going going or coming home and so on. But um so one time I was given this a talk on this topic and afterwards a girl came up to me and she was kind of um, married, maybe I would say she's married about ten or twelve years, and she said, Now that you're saying this, she said it's so always to me that my husband's love language is physical touch. And she said, but that doesn't suit me at all because I just hate, I don't like not huggy. I don't like mm. holding hands and, you know, I'm not touchy-feely. Mm. I don't like the sign of peace and mass, you know, I, I'm just not, that is not me. And um, 
like that thing, you know, sometimes you're kind of very happy with what you hear coming out from mm. unknown stuff. And I just said to her, I said to her, but, but do you love him? You know, so it's mm. like this thing, if you, if you fall in love with somebody who speaks French, you know, and they speak English and you've broken French and they have broken English, you'll go to effort to learn their language, not so that you'll become a great linguist, but so that you can actually uh, understand that person more deeply. You'll go to effort and learning any language takes effort. You've learned grammar and you've learned subtleties of it, like the humor and all this tends to be very different. Um, so equally the same with the love language. So when love when love comes easy in the honeymoon stage and, you know, everything is is glorious and it's, you know, so easy. And But then when that goes and your love language is not touch and your spouse's love language is touch, that is when you do something that is not your preference, but you choose to do it because love is ultimately a choice. You know, so you, you, you're not doing it because you love touch. You're doing it because that is how he will feel loved. Hmm. So she said, oh, yeah, that's true. And I, she started laughing and I said, how about, you know, tonight, you know, you're not, you're not going to, you know, go in and start, oh, hugging and kissing him. How about tonight, instead of sitting in a separate chair, if you watch a movie, sit in the, on the same, on the same seat beside him and just touch your arms together. You know, just put your arm, make sure you're sitting close enough. And she said, I'm deaf. That's what I'm going to do. You know, so. That's so practical, It's so really. simple. Mm. And all of the love language, the things are so simple. Like you go out, you buy a little bar. For somebody or you, you say, oh, um, I I saw a little snowdrop, you know, in our garden. And you know what? Even though we were going to have hundreds of st- snowdrops in a week, this is the first one. And I picked it for you because, mm. I love you, you know, a, how that can just fill your heart. You know, you, you know how little children give us a stone mm. or they pick. I used to grow lilies in my, not lilies, yeah, lilies, big lilies in my garden. And literally every single time one came into bloom and the child would present it to me with no stalk, with just the head of the flower. <laughs> but she just loved it so much because they gave it to you because they love you, you yeah, know. Yeah, so why yeah. not the same with Except the love, as it were. Except, yeah, or yeah. a piece of, you know, grass that they liked or a stone or anything. You'll go put it and you'll put it on display and you'll feel it so loved, that child. And why not the same to your spouse, you know. I suppose, as you, as you say, it's to, to not forget, to go be more childlike, maybe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. And, and to step into that space of vulnerability. Um, yes. Because, I don't know, do you find that um, trying to find out, you know, your other half's love language, or even in the cases you mentioned, say, with singles and their own friendships, mm-hmm. yeah, the platonic friendships, that knowing how, you know, to, 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 to I suppose, to honour that friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's a bit of trial and error, can sometimes be a bit of trial and error. It is. You know, and not being afraid to being, you know, looking silly in the Process. It is. We can sometimes feel that it's kind of demeaning to, to ourselves. You know, there's this thing, um, you know, sometimes I see um, posted, somebody posts something on Facebook or something like this, and it's like a advice to wives, you know, from the 1920s. And one of the things, you know, do your hair before your husband comes home and put on some lipstick and people go for and laugh and say, oh, you know, mm. look at the, how antiquated. But so why would you not do that? You know, mm. why? what is the meaning about looking your hair to look nice for your husband coming home, you know, or to, it's not the meaning to make a dinner for your husband. You know, it's not, it's not the meaning to go into a, a florist and buy a bunch of flowers for your wife. Mm. You know, even if you're so cool, you know, you're a kind of dude, you know, it's not the meaning 
to actually show your love, do something that's mm. a little bit, you know, kind of outside of your comfort zone to show that love. And mm. that is kind of culturally, that is kind of maybe a look down a bit mm. now, you know, to kind of show your vulnerability. So, um, so when it comes to the love languages and you're a, you know, and sometimes it can be a bit cheesy, you know, so let's sit down now and let me do this little quiz together and you can kind of <laughs> feel that this is like, oh, self-help, you know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. actually, um, I, I actually gave this talk to a group of young, young, engaged and married couples and generally women love, you know, personality like quiz yeah, and yeah, all yeah, these yeah, type yeah. of things. They love them, you know, yeah. and a you know, see, I remember years and years ago when Facebook was very innocent, it was like, which type of um, vegetable are you? And you'd answer oh, yeah, all the yeah, questions yeah, yeah, yeah. and say, oh, you're a tomato, yeah. you know, <laughs> and because you're sweet and all this type of thing, you know, and, but men generally aren't quite so enthusiastic <laughs> with personality tests. So it's not really a personality test. So what, what but, but interestingly, so when I gave this talk to the couples, maybe it was 10 or 12 couples there and I had printed off the little quizzes and the quizzes are about, you know, two or three pages. And they're very, you know, you can get long, much longer ones, but this was handy. And I had brought all these pens and the men, the husbands were every bit as enthusiastic. And of course, when you start reading, yes, that's me and that's me, mm. you know, as the wives were. And because they could see quite easily that this is something that can benefit, you know, both, both of, us. of us. Like Super. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. Jennifer, thank you very much for that. Not That's been all. very insightful. Um, and hopefully we'll have more sometime soon. Um, there are lots of resources that Jennifer has recommended for any of you listeners out there. They're available on YouTube and there's various books, publications of Gary Chapman and other resources that Jennifer finds very helpful for couples and for singles. Because I understand Gary Chapman does five love languages for men, for women, for teens, for families, for couples um, and for singles. So yes. it's, it's not just actually get them because I think it's about 30 years since he first published that book so they're very 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 easily available secondhand okay so you can buy them you know secondhand online for a euro wow. two euro okay. you know so you don't Super. need to so it's a simple, simple idea and a simple price. You know? okay, okay. Or you can listen free on YouTube. You know, so, so don't overcomplicate yeah, it. Yeah, okay, super. So we'll have those resources at the end of the podcast for any of our listeners to, to make use of. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening in. This is Hearts and Minds, more Cassidy and Jennifer Q. Have a lovely day. Bye.